Welcome back to All the Fly Kids Show. I'm your host, Geronimo Knows. Here as always with co-host and super engineer, Backpack Matt. Yo. And today's guest is another woman. We've had a, quite a few women on the show uh, recently, so I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Uh, another woman who I've known for quite some time, watched her growth as well. Um, I remember when she was, you know, doing the nine to five, had the business building on the side. I remember her telling me she was ready to lead a nine to five. I remember when she left. I remember seeing her in different events. I remember bumping to in her, bumping into her at Fashion Week in New York, like all of these different things. And just to see where she is now, you know, just as a full on, full time entrepreneur, um, it is my pleasure to bring on publicist, speaker, serial entrepreneur. This is the Find Your Melody and Speak On It episode with Candace Nicole. Thank you. And I love my my podcast title. <laughs> I do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I, you know, I just got back from California um, yesterday. Okay. My days just meshed together. Talk that. So I'm like, what? What's like? What's the number? That's always ask people. They're like, is it? I'm like, what's the number? I can tell you what's supposed to happen. You know that day. Um, but I'm good though. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Glad to be back on the East Coast. All right. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of times people go out to Cali and they get that bug and they like, I don't want to leave. I love it out here. Yeah. It's it's great. I I would always say I could definitely you know live out you know in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Um. But let me say this: you definitely need a plan. Yes. Anybody's thinking who's going out there. You need to have a plan, and then you need to have two other plans. Everybody, in LA, everybody, in LA got dreams. Look, look, yeah, the waitresses, the baristas. I mean, everybody, everybody has like their side hustle. Um, but it's a great, just California. I was actually in Marietta, um, which is like ten minutes away from Temecula, which is like you know wine country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's great down there. Word. It's quiet. Word, word. So, um, as a start of everybody, it's like the start off, which is like you know background, you know where you're from. Before we get to how you got here mm-hmm. in this seat right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, so how far do you want me to go back? You know, tell us where you're from. Well, I'm from here. I was born in DC, but I was raised in Montgomery County. Okay. I did, you know, all my, uh, you know, elementary, middle school, <clears throat> high school, and then I went to Morgan State University, HBCU in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. So I lived in Baltimore. And, you know, after that, I my first job was at BET. Mm-hmm. And I was there for, I want to say, like, what, three years? Uh, then I left, did some temping, you know, freelancing. I guess you can say that's when I kind of went out on my own, but it really, I call it like fake, like on your own. Okay. Because I was living at home. Uh, I didn't have to pay any rent, you know, so <laughs> it was a great situation. My mom, Absolutely. You know, she, she helped me, as, you know, much as she could. No, your, your mother is, is mad. Like, <laughs> I've seen her mother at so many events. <laughs> It's just like, it's just like, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you uh-huh. again. <laughs> yes. She out there? She out there on the scene? Still? Yeah, no. She's Mama Mac, and shout out to DJ <laughs> Mem. She's the one that kind of like dubbed my mom that name. So, But everybody like knows my mom. She is like my assistant for real. I think actually on Facebook, I joked and I said, um, she's like the VP of Candace mm. Nicole PR. Absolutely. Like, seriously. Absolutely. I'm the, I'm the president. She's she's the VP. Word, From, word. you know, sponsoring events, her and my nana. Uh, sponsoring any events you know that I have, being there to help me load in to to break down, 
my mom is, is so awesome. Okay. So, yeah. Shout out to mom. Yes. Shout out to Mama <laughs> Mac out here. Yes. Out here holding it down. So, I know that's my background. And then um, I started to work with Unruly. Okay. I'm pretty sure you know, you know, Sean Caesar over there with DTLR. Unruly handles all of the entertainment music marketing for DTLR. So, yes. all the CDs that you see in the store, they're the ones that are buying the music. And um, all the meet and greets, mm-hmm. uh, DTLR Radio, that literally was like, you know, his baby that he started. And so I started to, to work with him, got into music buying, which was a lot of fun. Really like putting your ear to the street, but just learning the buying patterns of everyone. Mm-hmm. So you look at the history of Beyonce came out and, you know, it, was, it did really well two years ago. Right. Maybe you should up it just a little bit more, right? You just have to look at the patterns of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like rollout plans and stuff like that? No, just just buying the music. Like oh, just for all, yeah, okay. for all for all the stores, like you know, R. Kelly, for example, right? He's from Chicago, so you should skew more in those in the Chicago Midwest region, stores, yeah. right? Ohio, so, all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That mid that Midwest area. Now you may have a spike in the southern stores. Okay, you have to hurry up and you know get some more music down Supply there. Supply and demand type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but just just learning that so that was you know different to add into my career. So I can always say I you know I I do know about about buying and was handling you know some of the um the press for for the meet and greets you know all the talent that was rolling through rolling through the area the record pools that we had. Uh, and I then, remember those record pools. Yeah, <laughs> those are the best. I remember. J. Cole, K. Michelle, yep. Blue Hair, K. Michelle. Yes. Taking yes. all back. Uh-huh. We have Raekwon, mm. uh, you name it, Tip, Big Boy, um, everybody. Yep. It's so, so many different people. Uh, Ravon, um, amazing voice. And then I uh, left there and I went to, to Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what two weeks or thirty days in the local affiliate? Yes. Okay. To Fox WTTG. Yes. Okay. Not the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe like I look thirty days in, I was like, oh, I realized why I left the traffic department. I was in the traffic department at BET, which okay. um, for anyone that doesn't know, is not actually like traffic, like traffic, traffic playing the street. Um, <laughs> it's the commercials, all the commercials, uh, you know, that that you see on TV. And uh, however. That point in my career where I was in life, that actually helped, you know, me get into my own apartment. So mm-hmm. that situation over there served its purpose. Mm-hmm. And then once I, you know, a lot of things were happening. Again, I felt like my back was against the wall for the creatives, which I know all the creatives are tuned into this podcast. Sometimes you feel like your back is against the wall. You're like, something has got to give. Right. It may not be the best time. You may not have your all this money saved up. You may not have a business plan. Hey, sometimes you just got to move. And you have to figure it out on when you're, why you're taking that leap over there to the next mountain. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you've been taking leaps even prior to the point where you took the final leap mm-hmm. away from the nine to five world. You know what I mean? Like you've been putting yourself out there. Like that's a leap for a lot of people. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um and just to find your rhythm, find your groove, find out like what works for you, um, yeah. what type of clients you like to to focus on because you know i remember well let's let's, let's back up a little more mm-hmm. so when you initially started candace nicole public relations mm-hmm. cnpr um it's 2007 correct yeah okay yep. um one did you always want to start your own agency or did you think like okay out of college mm-hmm. i got this communication degree did i did you want to go work for one of the big firms or or, or work do like in-house for a big company mm-hmm. like was that the original plan or? <clears throat> um actually that's what i did want to want to do i wanted to actually i wanted to go to la and be a be a publicist right mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, because what? Summer 06, I had an internship at Von Dutch Originals. Throwback. Wow. <laughs> yes. Von they're Dutch. phenomenal. Working on La Cienega and their, their headquarters, mm. which was like, it looked like just a house mm. almost, you know? It was, I guess, a small like office space. It was like a house. It's only with so many people. It's under like 20 people like headquarters. I don't know if they're still around right now, to be honest with you, but they probably are. And um, I was interning out there and I was like, man, this is where I belong. I just, I love it, right? <laughs> yeah. But I had one more semester at Morgan, and my mom was like, "You better come back." <laughs> and so, because I'm telling you, if I was to stay out there, I don't know if I'd probably still be in LA, but I know I definitely could have flourished out there because you're just really in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I did want to uh, go into a, a larger agency. Um, but you know, just thinking about moving, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to move. My family's here, you know, in the DC area," and. You know, I wasn't, I guess, you know, getting these these calls. But at the same time, I did want to work at BET. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I was, you know, raised in this area. And for years, just driving down New York Avenue, anyone, yep, yep. you know, anyone who's local, yeah. that's the main stretch. Mm-hmm. You can come into D.C. different ways, but that's like the main stretch. Yeah, you you always saw New York the building come off over to the right. bridge. You always see that building to the right, the glass building, mm-hmm. right? Yep. To the right, it says BET Networks. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be in that building one day. Don't know how, but I'm going to be in there. And it's a blessed situation. Um, Anwa Kong, shout out to Anwa. We went to Morgan together. Peace to Anwa. And um, he was working there. Uh, my uncle's good friend, Ed. I think he used to work there in the traffic department. Mm-hmm. And then my auntie, uh, she was currently working there. And she had a you know um, high you know position with them. So they kind of put in like a good word with me, mm-hmm. uh, for me. And by the time you know I got to the, to the interview, she said, well, I just feel like I need to hire you. <laughs> and I was like, you do. <laughs> And so that's that's all I needed was just a foot in the door, and yeah. I knew how to network and everything. But I did want to go to a larger agency. When it came to starting my own business, it just I just said, you know what? I will just create uh, my own space, mm-hmm. right? And we kind of you know briefly, Geronimo and I on the way up here, I was saying how I love to speak about creating your own opportunities instead of just waiting around for right. someone to say. I choose you. You yep. don't need that. Val- you validate yourself, yeah. right? Please yeah. talk more about that. Like I don't need. I don't need the validation. And um, you believe in yourself. You're the only one that needs to validate validate you, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And so I said, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna create, you know, my own company, you know. And I don't know, just off the whim, I'm like, I think I have a great name, you know. Candace, my first. Nicole is my middle. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be Candace Nicole Public Relations. Yeah. And that the brand itself, it started. You know, it was actually June 20th, 2007. Wow. Okay. Uh, at uh, Love. Was it Dream at the time? No, no I think lo- it might have been it, Love. It was Love by that point. It was Love. And DMX was in town. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Megan, uh, she was a singer, Megan D. I don't know if you remember her. But now she's like into film and okay. actually she's a casting director now, but she was a singer. Okay. And so we went to Blake High School together. She was a singer. I said, Blake. Well, <laughs> you know about Blake? Yeah, we used to. I used to be in like church league games at Blake at like Saturday nights at ten. Yeah, shout out crazy. to Blake, James. He were Blake High School in yeah. Silver Spring. It's a fine arts and humanities high school. Okay, and now, so, now it all makes sense. It's starting to come together. <laughs> yes, okay. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she was a singer, and you know, I said I'm the publicist, and that's what it was. It was mm. a, like I said, DMX was um, in town. Cassidy was in town for the and one, so I'm really taking y'all back. 10 years ago. She was in town for AM1. I wish they would bring that back because it's pretty epic. And, you know, she, I think, knew a DJ, contacted us, and it just went from there. It was like, oh, who's this? Well, she's Megan. She's my client, and I'm the publicist, and that's where it went. So she was your first client? She was my very first client. And then also, um, I was promoting at that time as as well. Um, However, I know that the question was, did you ever think you would start your own, own business? I want to say, I don't think there was ever a time where I said, 
I know eventually that's what I'm going to do. I just felt the need that at the time there was a need for it. And mm-hmm. so I did it because there were not into this day or there wasn't a lot of entertainment companies, um, excuse me, entertainment PR uh, firms that were in the DC area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I said, well, I'm just going to create it myself. However, uh, entrepreneurship, it does run on my father's side. Mm-hmm. So like my, you know, my dad, he actually has his own, um, uh, landscaping business and then his father my grandfather he had his own newspaper he had his own lounge mm-hmm. called the three max which was in silver spring and they had own you know private car service company as well so it just i think it was like you know it's just gonna happen faith right, right. <laughs> destiny really and so i'm guessing that you were just like okay i'm gonna do um I'm gonna work with artists. I'm gonna work with music artists, things of that nature. Cause I love music. You don't really do that so much now. No. But <laughs> so I wanted to know, mm-hmm. even with that, did you just decide like after a while, like okay, I don't know, because I know, especially with a lot of just independent artists, people just starting out. A lot of people, one, don't even really understand public relations. They think yes. it's the exact same thing as marketing, and mm-hmm. while there are similarities, there are vast differences yeah. too. You know, I mean, they don't understand that you can pay this person, but it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're not necessarily mm-hmm. going to get, you know, the front cover of any music magazine, mm-hmm. the fader, none of that, just because you paid this person X amount of dollars to work for you this amount of time. Yeah. You know, so I'm just wondering, you know, what led you from because who are some other artists that you work with? Um. So, I mean, I mean, let's see. I worked with Music Soul Child. Mm-hmm. I worked him for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, what, was 2017, last year. I worked with Don Juan. I remember that. Remembers, you know, I, Don, looky, yes. looky. Looky, looky. You know, I remember D- that. DC Don Juan now. I always call him Don. Um, I worked with him. I worked with Lyricist. Now he's Rob Regal. Yes, <laughs> yes I remember when you were <laughs> like, with Lyricist, Proverb, all of those. Like, yeah. yeah. And, um, Let me tell you how committed she is to her clients. I remember <laughs> there was an event um, at Adams Morgan. I think it, I forgot the name of the event. It's one. It was one of the like open mic events. Lyricist now Rob Regal. He needed a ride. He was living out Largo or, or it was like I think Highsville. Highsville or something. Say. Candace went and got him. Yeah. She came from Silver Spring. Ooh. Oh, Burtonsville. I was actually Burtonsville Ooh. at that time. Burtonsville, like nah. deep, far flung. You about I'm to hit. go any further? You gonna be in Columbia? No. Yeah. This. You like, know what I'm I mean? Hit. She went out to oh. Highsville. Landover got Rob Regal and brought him all the way back to Adams Morgan. That's how committed she she yeah. is to her clients. Yeah, that's uh, but that's just that's just me, and I think that you know actually just throughout my career of what has set me apart mm-hmm. from you know other publicists, whether it's in this area or outside of the area, um, and it's because that was like I said that was early on in my career. Yeah. You know, you're doing a lot of pro bono. Anyone who's tuning in that is you know an aspiring you know publicist. Don't always come out the gate. You're graduating college saying, you know, I want you to pay me $1,500 a month. I don't I don't know what you're going to do for me. I don't. You can tell me what you did in school, but it's different. Yes. These, these case studies and everything, it's very different. Yeah. I still have, you know, some of my work campaigns that I did um, in college and some of my textbooks. But let me tell you something. You do not know of how, how you're going to maneuver in this industry. And until you just like someone just throws you out there, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting ready for an event and someone calls you and says, yeah, I know I'm supposed to host, but I'm sick. So I can't, I can't make it. And it's your clients like, you know, one year anniversary and the event starts in two hours 
and you're in the hotel putting on your stockings. That literally happened to me. Wow. What did I do? I didn't freak out. I said, okay, hope you feel better. And I went to my phone. Who can I call? Yeah. You know who I called? Aladdin. And shout out to Aladdin, Prince of the Airways. He DJ is back. Aladdin. He is back in the D.C. area from Orlando. Word, yeah. word. Um, and I will always, I mean, I love Aladdin. He's such like an amazing guy. Just really, you know, hard worker. He's yeah. very, very much dedicated. But he was like, all right. He was like, well, what time do you need me to be there? And I was like, it starts in two hours. He's like, no problem. I got you. He said, I'm not due to be on air till like, you know, later on in the evening. He does the late, he did the late nights. Right. I remember that. He, he got to, he got to, to the event before me. Right? So <laughs> you don't know really like what you're truly made of until like you're in those Your situations. Yeah. And that doesn't, you know, and that doesn't, they don't teach you that, you know, right. when you're in school. I'm not saying that you don't have to go because I'm very much pro like higher education. If it's for you, that's great. You're not for higher, that's, that's cool. I'm not going to say you got to do it. Um, but they're not going to teach you, you know, in class, in class about that at all. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Um, but I will take it back to the, to the, um, to the artist. Yes. Um, I just think it got, got to the point where, yes, a lot of them, I'm just keeping real honest with you, penny pinching mm -hmm. and not really understanding of what it means to have a budget. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's talk about that is a budget is not saying that. Okay, I have a job, and yes, I can pay you a thousand dollars a month. Like, no, like, what is your budget, right? So, if something happens at your job, you should still be able to pay me. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that, but that's what it is to have a budget. Mm -hmm. And I want people to understand that. Like, what is your allotted budget? Like, I don't know if you put it in a separate account, you put it under your bed or whatever. <laughs> but you should you should have a budget, people. Yeah. You should have a budget. I don't care if you're like five hundred. If that's your budget, that's your budget, and right. you stick to it. But a lot of people were saying, oh, no, I can pay that. And then something would happen. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, I lost my job or I needed to get like three new tires. And I'm like, well, my bills are still waiting to be paid mm -hmm. because you hired someone for that service. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it was really um, trying to explain to them what it means to truly, you know, have a budget and then them wanting to very much operate like in a microwave society, which we operate in right now. And I always do let clients, so I'm very blunt, you know, with my discovery calls, especially if it's one that is, you know, on that music side that I don't, you know, run a microwave business, mm -hmm. right? I'm I very picky about who I work with mm -hmm. because I, you know, I spent 10 years growing my brand and, you know, I represent you, you represent me as well Absolutely. when you're out there. So Absolutely. I do pay attention to that. And so I don't run a microwave business where I put this bag of popcorn in, in three minutes, it's this amazing buttery bag of popcorn. Nope. Like it takes time, right? Especially if you're green, <laughs> these people don't know you, and I don't care if they know you everywhere on the street in D.C. Right. In New York, in Atlanta, they don't know you, right? And that's like the honesty that some people don't want to hear, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And it's great that people around here know you, but that doesn't mean you're popping. Like, explain for the listeners what the relationship is between a publicist and an artist. Typically, what are the bare bone functions of mm -hmm. your job? Like, because everybody hears about, you know, such and such as publicists right. when there's like a, a statement that needs to be made or somebody did like a, a faux pas on social media. Mm -hmm. But I know it's beyond that. So what does that yeah. really look like? And even that, that's crisis management. I don't even want to touch really? that. <laughs> no, seriously, because sometimes like that's a whole other like I literally wear some wood in here. Uh, knock on wood, mm. I've never had to be in that situation. Even if um, something like that happened, no yeah. I literally, I would, I would most likely tap into my network and say who specifically deals with crisis management. Right. Okay. 
because that's that's not so there's 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 publicists that like that's no their literally thing. yeah okay. that's what they deal with it's like crisis management okay um that's some uh, scandal but, type but the relationship though as far as the publicist and the artist number one for the artist is make sure that you have a great product right you know down to the studio is it mix and mastered some folks don't they don't even know the terms mm -hmm. you know they, they don't have an engineer and i'm not saying that you can't record um uh in in your in your basement or in your room or whatever you may have an amazing mic that you spent 500 dollars on but make sure it's it's mixed and it's mastered and it's good quality it's is a production great you you have to pay attention to that because the publicist that's their job to filter it out to get those placements so you cannot mm. give you know just you know willy-nilly garbage to your publicist and get mad frustrated if they're not getting if it's not getting placed right mm -hmm. is yeah. it a good product right. is the quality correct is it something you could work with thank you right i'd rather have you spend like six months on getting your ep together right. so it is locked and loaded as we are pushing out because it's a great product and really as a publicist you sometimes are really act um acting as like a salesperson as well yeah because as you're building a reputation with these um with the folks and you know with the bloggers the whole game has changed about that it's a whole mm -hmm. story um with the bloggers down to you know i do have relationships with ven venues and folks who do shows so i can call somebody up like hey when's your next show i think my client would be great to open up for them you ha just have to make sure you have you have a great product and so with the publicists of course they need to make sure you know they have the epk and for anyone that doesn't know that is your electronic press kit mm -hmm. we'll have your bio we'll have your uh, your pictures your social media in there um, uh, links to your YouTube page and everything. It's your publicist to, to get that together. Um, I know for me, I, I kind of, I guess, am a little bit, you know, hands-on with my clients, making sure, do you have, up, you know, updated um, promo shoots? You know, you need to make sure you have updated. It Really, you should be getting maybe every three months, you should have new pictures. Not everybody wants to see this, the same picture all the time, right? Yes, yes. And so <clears throat> I would say at least, let's, let's put it this way, every quarter, every quarter. We have two weeks, you know, left in second quarter. So for anyone, a creative as well, finish out, you know, second quarter, third quarter, which is going to be July, August, September, get yourself a photo shoot going on. Mm -hmm. Those are going to be your third quarter pictures. And then fourth quarter, do another photo shoot. I'm not saying spend all, all this, all this money, but definitely you need to have different photos that, that you just have that you can just utilize different, you know, poses that you're doing for whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and then also with the publicist and, and the artist, which I really want them to really uh, get back to with that A&R type of thing of really molding like the artists because they don't do it anymore, is media training. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was wondering about that. Media I was like, training. is this something that, are, are people really getting that? No, the, really, that's that's supposed to, what the publicist is supposed to be doing when it, when it comes to working with the music artist okay. is media training. Okay. Mm. And a lot of these people are falling short, these record labels. Are you guys familiar with Kodak Black? <laughs> so I do not know how, yeah. how long, you know, this interview was like long ago if it just happened, but it was the one on Breakfast Club. Yeah. And he had a ski mask yeah, on. The ski yes. mask on, yeah. My boyfriend and I were like, you know, listening to it and at first I was like, What are you listening to? It sounds absolutely <laughs> insane. And um he showed me that he turned his phone around and I'm I'm like, Who is that? <laughs> like, no, I it, <laughs> It irked me so much to see that someone on his team, on whoever he's signed with, is okaying him coming out like that. 
But it's 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 a deeper conversation than that. This, this, they don't this, know no better. This is yo. the time we're in where like him showing up to the Breakfast Club with the ski mask on, his fan base they love that. Oh my gosh, they love it. I would have been like, "Yo, get out of my studio." Didn't he sign an Interscope <laughs> or something like that? I don't, I don't know. know who he signed know. to. I don't know. He just got out of jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's all this, I know. This new generation what, is different though. But what I say about it's a deeper conversation. It's, it's because they're they're utilizing that young man. Okay. Because like you said, he has a huge fan base, all this free Kodak Black. I don't even know what he did. He tried to explain of his of his name. He's like, Well, I'm not a photographer, but I'll shoot you. What? Yeah. <laughs> but this, you know what I'm saying? No. But you know what? But you know the wayward child out there that's I... looking for someone, you know, to speak to them, they're listening to that. Yes, yes. So you wanna they know are. why all this stuff is happening? Is because we have him. That's exactly that's, and he that, may that's, be a, a, that's a big part of it. He may have a good heart. Okay? Someone did not teach him certain things in life, and that's just plain to see. And the public, I couldn't even touch that situation, but the publicist literally should have talked with him. No, do not come with your ski mask on. And if they're asking you a question, answer them back. Especially was, for the breakfast club. Like, right, I was it's like, the are you ignoring That's, that's the holy grail right of interviews that you don't want to mess up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, was, I was baffled. I was baffled <laughs> listening to, to that interview where I... You know, I told my boyfriend, I said, please just turn it off. <laughs> just, just turn it off. It's like, it's like getting into my soul right now. Uh, but that is what the relationship is with the publicist and the artist. It is, it's, you know, it's our job to publicize the artist. Uh, make sure your brand is on point. Looking, well, this is what I do. I will say that. Uh, looking at your social media, making sure everything is cohesive. Your name should not be the man one, two, three. And on Instagram and on Twitter, it's underscore hotshot. And on Facebook, your page is totally different. It's got to be consistent. Because when you're in interviews, what are they always going to ask? So how can people stay connected with you? Right. Well, on Instagram is this. And on Twitter, well, you done, love, you done lost me. Right. It's just like, like it's too much. I'm Can't not a fan up. of underscores. I think that I've caused myself to, because I multitask, <laughs> I think I've caused myself to have like, you know, like an attention deficit disorder. I don't rock with underscores you. either. And it's no, I know actually people, you know, they take medication, but I literally think that I've cause myself because I do so much multitasking. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this and doing that and I'm like, oh, that's going on over here. I have two phones and everything. And once you tell me something like an underscore, I'm like, huh? I don't know. Just put <laughs> like, in what? my phone. Just put <laughs> in my phone. But also, I have to remember, if I'm doing a search, I got to remember that there's like an underscore in front of your name, right? Yeah. And I've, I've just been like, okay, I'm not going to tag this person because I can't even take my brain if to that they don't capacity. come up once you start typing right <laughs> and with like... that and with that people have to you know they have to look at that when you are building a brand are you making it easy okay for the customer to to find you yes right are you making it easy for them i don't believe in making the work hard if you cannot find candace nicole pr you are just you're lazy you're just not doing anything across the border is Candace Nicole PR. I, I say all the fly with, kids on everything. <laughs> it's, it's all the fly kids on everything. Like, it's, it's easy. Just Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the fly kids. Shameless they, plug. You know, they can find you. You know what I mean? You know, get it on Periscope. Whatever else is popping, Snapchat or whatever. Like, whatever is going to be the latest that you get your name on there. Mm -hmm. and, and that's it. <clears throat> I think I did on Tumblr. I don't even use Tumblr. But... No, it's good, to claim, can, it's good to claim it, though. You can you can just find it. It just makes it, it, makes it consistent. Well, I know... Since working with so many music artists, you moved into more so working with uh, business owners and mm -hmm. um, selling different products and services, as well as like event PR, mm -hmm. which I know you really, really, really I enjoy. Love, yeah. And I, I, I got to see that maybe like 
a year or so after I met you and like you were doing public relations for more events and I was like, man, Candace like this shit. This this yeah. this is her groove right here. Yeah. This is where her groove like and I've been to a number of the events that you worked on. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm gonna name some. Like uh DMV helps Haiti. Mm -hmm. The benefit concert nine thirty club. Yeah. Master of the mix, the yeah. event they had um two years in a row at the former Lux Lounge. Mm -hmm. Um what else? You Lux did Lounge. I, Red Hook Summer, the screening for that. Yep. I was there. With Spike Lee. I remember. Yep. Um you were you were working that. Um I did not know that you um did the screening uh, worked on the screening for um Welcome to Sweetie Pies. Yeah. As well as the DC Twelve Years a Slave. Yep. Yep. That okay. was with uh, Liquid Soul. So someone brought me on um to that project. And then with Sweetie Pies, that was to another agency as well and I handled the, the DC portion of that. That was at Indulge. Okay. Yeah. On uh, the U, U Street. Yeah. U Street. Um, man, Indulge used to be the spot, man. For real. <laughs> nice little lounge, little upstairs joint. I did a lot yeah. of events at Indulge. I mean, yeah. great, successful events, and, and that was one as well. So, it, yeah. it, it, was, it was a great, like, intimate venue. It was yeah. great for live music. Mm -hmm. I know, like, Black Alley was there. Like, they, that's where, like, they really yeah. came up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I know, and you also mentioned earlier, just, like, the, the DTLR, um, record pools, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, you've done a lot with the events. And so just knowing that, um, is there, is there like a, is there a dream event that you would like mm -hmm. to be a part of? A dream event. It doesn't necessarily have to be, it could be one that's already established mm -hmm. or it could be just something you've, you've thought of in your mind. Uh, I, okay. I was, I would say this. I would love to, uh, work a festival, whether it was, um, and I'm talking about like a large festival, mm -hmm. like Made in America mm. type festival, mm -hmm. um, Sundance, um, the African American, the Black Film Festival that's happening right now in Miami. Mm -hmm. I would love to be on that um, urban film festival that happens in New York. Uh, I actually love love TV and film, and so it was great, you know, with Sweetie Pies and working with you know Own and Tyler Perry when they. Um, linked together to do the haves and haves nots of mm -hmm. like a big push was like two or three years ago I want to say mm -hmm. it came to her her network and I handled that as well at B Smith which is no longer here that was at Union Station um that was that was a great you know I Tika Sumner here and uh Patrice someone from Love Thy Neighbor and, mm -hmm. you know did their radio and TV tour in DC um and with Red Hook Summer and everything I I love film you know I really do it for me it's it's fun so it's not like work so I would say as far as like industry wise, definitely really that would be like my dream, really a music festival. Yeah. Doing music, uh, film festivals, um, and doing actually more screenings, to be honest with you. That's mm -hmm. that's fun for me as well. I will always, you know, love music. Um, but I do see myself kind of, you know, wanting to transition out, but it's always something that brings you back, right? It's the What's Will Smith the Will Smith uh I guess trajectory, like well, he, he, LL he, Cool he, J. He start off with music, then go into acting. Queen then Latifah. Next thing you know, put out an album. Because the like, bag is with the is, yeah. is with the screen. What's on the screen, it's, man? It's the root of it for me. Yeah. Right. And sometimes I feel like I have to go back to my roots. Like, where did you start? But like you said, a festival as opposed to like working with right. artists directly. Mm -hmm. You know, you're still around the yeah. music. You're still in. You're still in that element. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, who are some of the, like I said before, you work with a number of business owners as well. Who are um, some, of, some of those clients that you have right now? So I'm working with KMW Exclusive. Mm -hmm. So she is an entertainment and lifestyle blogger, but she's also a radio personality on, um, on DTLR Radio. 
for Pretty Girl Radio, which is Monday through Friday, 11 to 2, mm-hmm. 11 a.m. to 2. And um, really, the business owners, it's kind of been, it's more so like project-based, actually. So I will talk about what I'm working on now, and that is um, the Black Alumni Networking Expo. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. great because I'm working with the two guys, Jonathan King, he's out of uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, Jared. Um, I want to say he's now in New York. And they're phenomenal, like, business guys, like, mm-hmm. really. I mean, in their own right. Um, but those two and, and Carson, they're the founders of uh, the Black Alumni Networking Expo that is happening in D.C. That's August 11th through the 13th. And this is not an HBCU event. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that because for some reason, when you hear Black, black Alumni, they, think, they just think, think HBCU. HBCU. I'm like, no, if yeah. anything, I want more black alumni from the PWIs to come out because there's very much a disconnection mm-hmm. um, from blacks that graduate from the HBCU, that graduate from the PWI. They always want to go back and forth. I had more of a black experience over here. PWI is like, no, uh, we had our own clique. I feel like that's about- a small like percentage of the community, but still it's the loudest. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, because it's on social media, right? right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And everything on social media is loud, right? Yeah. So I'm like, how about this? Let's just come together. Okay, we're all black. Okay, and we, you know, receive our, you know, our, our degree. And let's get together, and make money together. Let's network. Let's collaborate. Mm-hmm. And not get so hung up, you know, on that. So I've worked with a lot of a lot of different individuals. Um, I'm handling a, a book launch that's going to be um, in August. Um, with someone in the area. I've known her for some years as well. And then in July, I'm going to be uh, bringing on another woman. She's an entrepreneur. and uh, But she's in radio, and she's in the D.C. area, but she's actually no more outside of the area. Mm-hmm. So she wants to, okay, I want, you know, get certain people, to, you know, the right D.C. folks to know who she is. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm working on. And um, just going to bring on other clients. I love working with small businesses, I think because I am a small business myself. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just a lot of fun of working like from the ground up. And, Absolutely. You know, creating that space for them. Yeah. You interact and you work and consult with uh business women, businessmen, mm-hmm. companies, entities, small businesses from different industries and through different media channels and so on and so forth. Uh what are some of the traits that you see that all leaders and people running these initiatives have in common? If there are any commonalities. Oh, yeah, because everybody, I would like to say. Everybody's a little different. Yeah, everybody's a little different. But I would like to say they're ready to take a chance, right? And, I mean, you have you have to be that. Yeah. To even think. Risk-taking. That you can start a business, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> You're taking a chance on yourself. So I would say, yes, all of them, they're, they're ready to take a chance, take a chance on themselves. But, of course, some people are more of, I guess, that go-getter, you know, mentality as far as the work, I would have to say. Um, you would hope that everyone wants, it's going to be a hard worker, but sometimes they're not. They're just like, hey, this is what it is, and here you go. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do everything. I, right. you know, I don't represent the company. Like, right. I'm not the face of the company. Um, but, yeah. But I would say all of them, really, they're, they're ready to take a chance okay. on themselves. So. Well, you, were, um, you mentioned just um, getting this money among the black alumni we need to come together and mm-hmm. stop all this bickering about yes. PWI versus HBCU. Yes. Um, you, just as a black business owner, as a business owner even, just you know, um, you've got a number of businesses, <laughs> a number of businesses that you've launched since Candace Nicole PR. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a podcast, Women Who Hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got 
the Crown Agency, mm-hmm. and um, you were also the VP of Marketing for the Alliance for Women in Media. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these different, did I miss anything? Because if I miss anything, please let me no. know. Well, just, <laughs> no, just, just Women Who Hustle Network. Okay. So, and then of course okay, the podcast so this is, came. This from, is all under the Women Who Hustle Network. So so you have Women Who Hustle Network, okay. and then under that, that's the podcast. Okay. So yeah, that's where it came from. Okay. So, so, so the there's Crown room, Agency is something. Room different. to expand the Women Who Hustle Network. Oh yeah, I look and look, and I have so many other business ideas in my head. Yeah. That I haven't. Crown Agency. Tell tell people mm-hmm. what that what that's about. So the Crown Agency, I started um, that this year, and actually that was born. Uh, out of pain um my uncle had passed away in december and i'm still very much going through my own like personal depression of just just dealing with that it was just a just lot grieving. and it's because yeah. right i was very much mourning him for a while because of course you know i've lost family members um individuals who were close to me throughout the years however he was the first person where this happened where i was an entrepreneur full-time entrepreneur and when you're a full-time entrepreneur you make your money from what you're doing. Right. And I just couldn't call my boss and say, Hey, I need some personal days. I need to go on bereavement. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm the boss. I'm calling myself. Right. And so I was just dealing, dealing with uh, that. And so I spent a lot of time in my bed, to be honest with you, I was working out of my bed a lot. And I said, you know, I need to start, you know, another business. Um, I'm very big on, like I said earlier, creating your own opportunities. And where I've always found where there is something missing, where there's a void, I've always been the person to create a solution. I got very much to the point in life where I did not want to sit and talk about how this person and what what they're doing. And that's where I went into more of wanting to create different services Mm -hmm. as far as PR, going into that virtual space, Mm -hmm. which I can't wait to roll out more of that. And it's because if people don't understand what public relations is, I will... I will explain it to you. Yes. If you don't know how it is to pitch yourself mm-hmm. as a business owner, a, a startup, you don't have you know thousands of dollars to invest in a publicist. I'll teach you how to do it, and it's just being more creative about how you're just going to to roll out everything. And so with the Crown Agency, that of course I felt there was a need for it mm-hmm. because a lot of people needed that consulting after our discovery calls, and they're like, "Oh wow, this sounds great," and then they see I you know I spent my time you know putting this together this proposal and everything and with mm. the quote they're like yeah but i don't i don't have that it's just you know it's not in the budget and so i'm like okay well i'm not going to ignore mm-hmm. this obviously you, you you feel like you still do need you don't want to ignore that you need that element in, yeah. inside your business so why not create it to where they can hire me to be the consultant right mm. basically you know hire me to be your pr therapist what do you do when you go speak to your therapist just tell them about your life right. what's going on you have any advice any tips that i can do mm-hmm. so i won't feel like i just want to smack somebody in the head tomorrow right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's what it is you know of me being like their pr therapist is hiring me to consult with them about their business of course you have to do the work so it's not for anyone who you know who wants to be lazy if you're lazy then you just shouldn't start a business anyways Absolutely. or a service or a product or anything of the sort i'm very blunt with people the same thing where they say I don't have time to um, do social media. Well, you don't have time to have a business. <laughs> you got to do social Facts. media. And they look at me crazy. And I'm like, I'm being so honest with you. Because that's a huge part of your business, especially nowadays. Yeah, Come absolutely. on. Power of social media. I owe all of them a couple of checks. Yep. From people that I've just been able to sit and have lunch with, mm-hmm. interview, or just whatever, network with through social media. 
And so the Crown Agency is basically it's a consulting agency. And I would like to say in the third, third beginning of fourth quarter, I really will be going really strong and like really um, rolling out the different um, parts of, of the agency that we're going to offer. You know, we're going to have some, you know, situa- uh, some packages specifically for artists mm-hmm. um, because it comes down to these artists these days, they don't need a publicist. They need someone to consult them mm. because um, I will say in a D.C. area, I don't know about any, any other market, but, you know, since we're here, um, there are a lot of individuals who are having events and are charging artists to perform. That's still happening. Yes. <laughs> that sounds and, kind of backwards. And so, if anything, you should never do that. Anyone who is an artist or anything, or I've even now that I'm, be, you know, I'm now, you know, getting into that that world of speaking. I've heard of people, you know, being, you know, they say, oh, here's a call for speakers. You can, and they're like, oh, okay, it's gonna be whatever amount. What? I'm not. I'm not paying you so I could speak at your event. Um, but it's the same thing, and everybody should or have this, that mentality. The whole paying to get on a blog and all of that. That's a whole other conversation, <laughs> which I'm uh, <laughs> very much against. I've gotten in, like, heavy, like, debates. Like, almost, right, we, like... We're we, we going to save that one up almost, today, then. <laughs> almost, like, really, like, hardcore conversations with, with individuals. And there's some that I know now I'm just... I will never, ever support them mm-hmm. um, because because they do that. Because to me, that's telling me you really don't care what you're posting. Right. You just want that person's money. Absolutely. You do not care. You need to find, you do not start a blog to make money. Whoever told you that was lying. Yes. Okay? You do not start a blog. You start it because it's something that you like to do. Mm-hmm. You like to write. You you love music, so you want to create a space for folks to, to have their music heard, mm-hmm. right? You really want to be that one who's going to break that record. Mm-hmm. You're not the, you, you're not here to collect a check. If that happens, great. I know full time bloggers they are flourishing. To the site rap, you go to someone that has like craft mac- macaroni and cheese on it or whatever. Yeah, they're get, probably getting like two thousand dollars a week for that rap. They're making good money. Mm-hmm. But it took time to get there because you you have to be creative. How are you going to push it out? You know what I mean? Like you got to get your numbers up. And so, how did I get into that? People paying to be on people's events. Thank you. To perform people's so events. So that's I told you. <laughs> I'm I'll be talking about something that's not going somewhere. Else. It's all good. Have a um, So yeah. So they, that's what I'm, they need the consulting. Yeah. Um, because someone who is like very green that's just at their house, like you know what? I am great at rapping. I, they don't. They they don't know. So it's like I pray that they find me, and so I can consult you. Do not pay to be on someone's show. They do not care about your music. I, I got, I got, I got homies who I, I'm just like I don't even know why y'all are still doing this. Like, you, what? <laughs> Seriously. Even if it's just twenty five dollars, don't what? No, like <laughs> it makes no sense. Like I've heard some obscene amount of money that people are showing, and then, but then you'd have to think about it. What happens is that that person pays. What do they want to know? What time do I go on? They're gonna tell everybody to come out. They're on at 10.30, right? So the next person, they, they may not be here. They pay their money, right? And they're on at 11. Mm-hmm. You're on at 10.30. Whole squad is out there, you know, partying. Everything. When you're done, where do they go? They leave. So this person mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock, they have no audience. Because mm-hmm. everyone was just there. I've been at shows like that. And I'm like, this is not how you do business. It's not how you do good business. And there's always a, there's always a way to do good business, in my opinion. And so that's, that's why the consulting is there. Is I think some folks just need to have someone they can just ask these questions. Absolutely. Um, ask these questions too. 
Absolutely. How do you get them to realize that that's what they need, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, cause some, people a lot are, of some people are hard-headed. Well. And it's yeah. just like, I don't know. I've tried to tell you 10 different ways. It's and you're like, not yes, getting they it. need right. it. Right. And after that, if you want to, you know, I guess spend like just, you know, frivolous dollars, then that's on you. But I guarantee you will come back and say, I get it now. Because you're going to find yourself a year from now in the same position that yes. you are. Yes. Performing still in front paying, of the same people. Same people. <laughs> still paying for what? What's your return, right? right? What is your ROI, which is return on investment? Mm -hmm. What is that? And you're not going to have it. Same people out there. I imagine that you get, you grow your clientele based primarily off of uh, warm leads, referrals, mm -hmm. right? How did you get to that point? Because I feel like that's a major hump that, you know, creatives in general who are trying to like make revenue off of their services, sometimes they can't get past. Like, how was yeah. that experience for you Those to kind of get to that point where it just started being like a self-sustaining type of situation? Yeah. Um, I like that. Self-appointed gatekeepers. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Do you know some? <laughs> I do. I'm raising my hand, y'all. I know it's virtual. I'm raising my hand. Yeah, those those folks are very interesting. However, um, with when it comes to like referrals and just relationships, building relationships, you have to be authentic. People got to like you. Mm hmm. You cannot, you know, come into to somewhere just thinking you know everything. I always, when I'm speaking, especially when it comes to, you know, high school or even younger ones, but especially with high school and college, I tell them, always remain a student. And they're mm -hmm. looking at me like, what? I'm trying to get out of school. I'm like, no. no. In life, yeah, you need to always life. remain a student. Until the day you die. If you are not <laughs> learning something new every day, which is something new that you uh, learn on the news or social media thing, or whatever someone told you, you need to rethink how you're living your life. Because you should be learning at least, at minimum, something new, one thing new every day. You need to remain, never ever think that, that you know um, too much. I actually have this speaking engagement, entertainment PR, right? With Black Public Relations Society, DC Thursday. And they have me like on this powerhouse panel, and I'm like a baby compared to these women. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who put me on this panel? <laughs> like, I can't even like, you know, compare. Even though I've been doing it for like 10 years. These are like 20 plus years, like veterans in the season, industry. Season right? veterans, yeah. Super seasoned, okay? A lot of seasoning. <laughs> and I'm like, no shade. And I'm just like, wow, right? But I lost my train of thought, Jarmo. What was I talking about? Um, 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 um. Y'all gotta excuse me. Warm, warm leads. Thank you. Relationships, right? Yeah. Self-appointed gatekeepers. I look. Or... I started talking about something else. I go off. I'm sorry, y'all. But we was we was rocking with you though. Yeah, so... It's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. So uh, when it comes to relationships, like I said, you have to be authentic. Yeah. Um, never come in there just wanting to to meet with someone just because you feel like, well, I'm just gonna meet with them because I know they can do something me. for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it needs to be beneficial. All relationships are, you know. Uh, the loving relationships, you know, like, you know, your partner and everything, please, that's a beneficial, like, Mutually what is that individual, beneficial. you know, getting from you? Exactly. Are you giving that back to them? Right. It can't just be like, one, 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 I'm just always giving, I'm supporting, and I'm doing this. Reciprocity. What, what are they doing for you? And it's the same thing when it comes comes to business, but just being authentic. Um, I have a great personality. People definitely need to, need to like you, um, especially if you're a creative coming from that entertainment side. You, you want people to like you. Yeah. And I think pretty much, I think I've done a great job 
I mean, sometimes you may see me at events and you're like, what's wrong with Candace? I'm in the zone. Mm -hmm. You know, no, I, I appreciate you want to buy me a drink, but I need to make sure my client doesn't get drunk. Absolutely. I need to make sure my client um, gets in the building at a certain time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when it's dealing with like celebrities, it's like, I'm not worried about that until homie gets in here and he's good. Um, so yeah, just, just being authentic, I want to say, um, and just being very honest about what your intentions are and just never really coming across that you just want to use that individual. Yeah. Um, I know me because I very much and just, I keep it funky with people all the time. I very much can sense that, uh, with someone's energy. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very big on energy. And if I feel that from you, we can be cool. We're not. We're not going to break bread. We're not, not going to do like yeah. You know, not going to do um, business. Not going to work any, together. Any business. And I think some people, um, their intentions are just wrong about how they're doing these these relationships. Yeah. Um, but I would like to say, being a publicist, of course, that helps because I'm tapping into my PR network before anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I go to a new city, I'm like, hey, coming to the new city. This some you know what I'm interested in doing. You know, can you link with me? Link me with anyone or refer me? They're like, sure. You know, because that's that's your network. Well, they do the same thing. I've given out so many media lists in DC that other people probably charge for, and I'm like, what for? Like, I want to help you flourish with your client. Your client's gonna be happy. Mm -hmm. So let me know what you need. If I don't have it, I'll ask someone else. I'll do the research myself, and I'll get it to you. See, there's still good people out here, y'all. No, really, <laughs> really. You know, you just gotta be good, and and it's it's fine just to give information to someone like. I if I come across information, I, I share a lot. And probably more more than what I should <laughs> share. People may think Candace like you need to have like a, re a referral fee. A lot of people ask me, I'm like, no, just literally like here. Like yeah. this is my homegirl. She's you know It's gonna come back. Yeah, it, it, help, help helping somebody else isn't gonna block your blessings. Thank you. Exactly. You know, a candle people think sh short term too often. Yeah, it's like you you know, the candle that you just lit, you know what I mean? Like you use that light to light this candle over here. What's going to happen to this candle that you use? Right. Nothing. It's still going to flourish, and it's probably going to get a little bit brighter because you used it over here with mm. this candle. Just like that second candle, you can use that to light this one over here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like a domino effect. And so they don't lose anything by helping someone get their shine, mm -hmm. basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Women Who Hustle Network. Mm -hmm. So podcast is the, uh, the, the, the flagship entity underneath that umbrella what else what else is underneath the women who hustle network so women who hustle i started at two years ago uh 2015 from a meme and <laughs> i made a comment and i randomly used the hashtag women who hustle mm -hmm. now people have been using that hashtag which i was like oh my gosh they're they're using it right i mean it's, it's amazing like i know i know a ton of just women entrepreneurs mm -hmm ambitious women within business who work for companies and whatnot and i think it's dope i think this i think it's dope that there's not only a whole just like community building mm -hmm. around that but like men like you know we're embracing that and just like you know bigging y'all up like yeah yeah y'all do that <laughs> no and it's, it's, and it's a blessing and so it's very popular so i was you know um when i researched like on social media right mm -hmm. you know once I said, hmm, this sounds good together, women who hustle, I'm like, I'm a woman who hustles. I know plenty of other women who hustle. I went on social media. No one, you know, took it on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, excuse me. And so I said, well, let me, let me claim it. 
and and here we are two two years you know later and so women who hustle really I think my vision like years you know down the road I would love to really take it to a full-on community possibly like brick and mortar type of situation mm-hmm. uh, you know with that uh, but I really do want to stay in the lane of assisting women with finding that balance between um, your hustle and your everyday life now people may want to debate me balance doesn't exist I think you have to want balance and define what balance is for you like it doesn't necessarily have to be 50 50 50 you know I very much believe that there is balance but there I've I've been on like webinars where like anyone who tells you you know there's balance you know no balance doesn't exist and I'm like you're crazy (laughs) Uh, because it does, you know, yeah. you, have, you just have to have, I don't even know how you even have that mentality that balance doesn't exist. You gotta have your sanity. Yeah. You got And to. so, you know, I want women because we, and it's because I do it myself. Mm-hmm. So therefore anything that I'm sharing with anyone, please know I've already uh, gone through that. I'm currently going through that. Um, so I've never suggest anything that I have not done that I'm currently not doing for myself. Self-care is so important important for women but also you know for men mm-hmm. um but especially for women we will and especially those those go-getters those women who hustle because we will go 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 head is down this is done let me go to this and you're not able to really be present in that moment yes. of all this awesomeness that you've created mm-hmm. because you're always thinking about you need to go to to the next event to the next product launch and stuff like that mm-hmm. i do it all the time and people are like you know you just did this like, it's pretty awesome i'm like yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not able to like really be in that moment. So I'm currently really, you know, tell Candace, like, have your office hours. Yes. Okay? Yes. Have your office hours. Because you know what? If you need to go to the bank during the week, the bank is open from what, 9 to 6, 5.30 sometimes, depending on the bank. Mm-hmm. If you don't get off work till 7, are you going to call Bank of America? Hey, so I don't get off till 7. Can y'all stay open till like 7.15? Mm-hmm. We'll be open tomorrow from nine to six. You better find out. You get the you automated get message too. <laughs> right? You need to find out how you're going to get to that bank. Right. So just like, you know, if you have a doctor's appointment, anything that's happening like business hours, you need to find a way how you're going to do it. Right. So I've told myself, look, just because you're a full-time entrepreneur, you may have a little bit more, you know, bend, bending to your schedule. No, I, I cannot meet with you at seven o'clock. I can't meet with you at six thirty, six o'clock. You know, I have my spin class. And I want to go there. Yeah. That's my time for myself, mm-hmm. creating that balance for me, right? And, you know, so my discovery calls, I said, you know, they're going to happen Tuesdays, Thursdays, and they're going to happen from, like, 1 to 4. Because if they really want to have that discovery calls, they're going to make They're going to make the time. They're going to make time for it. Now, before we started recording, you mentioned something about business besties. Yes. You talk about that a little bit, because that sounds really intriguing. Especially with the talking about the balance and, you know, everything like that. So with a a biz bestie, and um, it came from, I want to say it started with uh, Nisha and I. She is the creator of Chicks with Checks. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we became biz besties. You know, we have like. Is this uh, the woman who was who was the travel nurse? Yes. Okay, I listened to that podcast. Yes, <laughs> and so she's like the business, and so we met actually like in the PR world first, and um, then she she really got into her, you know her travel nursing and everything. She's flourishing in it, and so we became biz besties. We have like networks, you know, a little bit different, you know, with our mission, but we do great events together. Mm-hmm. We always sell out our events, our brunches, our 
you know, um, what was it Women, Wealth, and Wine event, a lot of different things. And, you know, we said this is going to be the year of the, of the go-getter. And that's definitely what it's turning out to be. Um, so, yeah, so with the biz bestie is someone, and of course, I guess it's just women who are going to refer <laughs> to each other as biz besties. I think men should have it as well. So I guess men, I don't know, your business pal or your business guy or your partner. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I think guys, I think guys should have it as well, Isn't right? His brother? Yeah. His yeah, like, bros. Yeah, no, really. No, I don't like that. No, okay. I don't, I don't like that. But I think guys, biz bros. I think guys I should have it, it as well. Hard, but really what the biz bestie is, that person's going to hold you accountable. And these women, you know, and now I have a biz bestie with Natasha. Um, she is, I mean, a branding maven. She has a new book coming out. Um, I also interviewed her on my podcast as well. The mompreneur. Mm-hmm. I listened to that one. She, she's phenomenal. And so, like, they both have books coming out. And so with that, when they're telling me, like, oh, my book's coming out, I'm like, Candace, <laughs> you need to get to it with writing your book, right? And so it's just always constant wins. And if you're a creative, you are just, you have that go-getter mentality. You need to be surrounded by people who are like you. Absolutely. Okay? All the it's, time. It's wins. It's consecutive wins. That's what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, with... All of the women that I am connected to, whether they're a biz bestie, my best friend, or just I know them like social media, which I mean, they're almost like best friends and I talk to them, see them every day. I know what they're doing. It's consecutive wins. Whether you're in the Huffington Post, you're enrolling out, you're a keynote speaker here, you're in Harvard Business Law School over here at a special program that they have. It's consecutive wins, right? So with your biz bestie, that person is going to help help you stay you know like your accountability partner mm-hmm. you know like weight your you know weight loss you need accountability did you get your workout in are you drinking your smoothies or drinking enough water whatever it is and that person supports you that's the same person where you can confide in you need to be able to trust them mm-hmm. because you know in business you know your girlfriends from from school they're not going to always understand you know, or, or guys even, they're not going to understand that you spent all this time on this proposal and the person never responded back to you. Or you Whoa. sent them over, you know, your rates and they're sending something that's maybe like $1,500 less than what you said their rate or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not going to, you know, understand that. They're going to be like, oh, okay, man, I'm sorry that happened. But that biz bestie, that person that you can confide in, they're going to be like, girl, that happened to me too. Right. And well, this is how I got through it. You know, and they're going to say, that's all right. The next person is going to get back to you. You know what I mean? Like you just you just support them. And it's so important because you should not want to be in a situation where you feel like um, you want to do this by yourself. Absolutely not. I learned a hard way of always just, no, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. No, you can find yourself some interns, find yourself junior publicists and everything. But the same goals is with your biz besties. They are there to support to support you. Now you, I was like, because I got more. So you mentioned proposals a few times. You mentioned rates, quotes. Mm-hmm. I imagine pitch books are somewhere in there as well. Mm-hmm. From, for one, how did you learn the ex- and get that experience of developing proposals and doing the business development aspect mm-hmm. to the creator side? And two, from the people who ask you for advice or for help, do you feel like that's something that? they kind of got down like do people realize that you need to get a proposal or like a proposal shell and kind of churn out proposals that way or find a way to develop rates and figure out what your rates are like right 
How did that work for you? And what are people in the field kind mm -hmm. of at right now? Google, right? Google. Shout out to Google University. Um, Do your no, Googles. really? I googled my Google's helpful. I googled my proposal. Yeah, you can find <laughs> some it's, stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of BS on Google, but there's a lot of great information yeah. on Google. And as well. also, before we you know we started this, I spoke about Fiverr, mm -hmm. um, the yep. intro to my Women Who Hustle podcast voiceover. I paid her twenty five dollars for that. You know, and it's great. It's professional. It's it's clean. It's clear. And it's energetic. Yeah, that's what I wanted. You mm -hmm. know, and look, if you need some a book cover or whatever you need a proposal, you know, template, you can go on Fiverr. Mm -hmm. Like I'm telling you. Um, so Google. That's that's where I got my proposal. Um, that's where I got my contracts from as well. I've gotten some contracts from. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten quite a few templates for things and I've on some Google. People, you know, like read over them and everything. Um, NDA agreement mm -hmm. uh, my internship agreement uh which actually there's kind of like an nda like clause within that agreement so i didn't have to like have two two separate ones uh sponsorship agreement mm. <laughs> you know oh, i got those templates and i put my logos on them what i needed to to do some now you do have to read through it because you may you know have to remove some things change yes. some you know yes. verbiage or whatever and it's in my google docs mm -hmm. everything is housed in my google docs yep. i just copy that Plug in the information and, and there you go. But I, I got everything from from Google, so it's no excuse. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's no excuse for someone like I don't know where this. It's Google, and they again they're just like, I'm like it's Google. We have billions of people, in this world. <laughs> and if you are thinking about a question, you are questioning something. Someone else has questioned that. Just type Facts. it in Google. Absolutely. Type it in Google right now. I always do that. Absolutely. I I prefer to YouTube it first, like in okay. certain scenarios. See it. Done right, right, right. Depending on like what depending it is, depending on how you yeah, learn and process information, yeah, but still, yeah. you know, owned by the same company, so it is what it is. But for like just strictly like anything, I guess knowledge, yeah. based knowledge base. It's a knowledge versus base. experience. It's knowledge yeah. base. And even if you find like you know, say a template there, whatever, no, go to the next site and see what they have. You may like that one better, or may mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, look through a few. And I and I know for me, I always look for ones that are kind of like in layman's terms because me, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, I mean, so I want to make sure yeah. the pertinent information is there, right? Yeah. But at the same time, your everyday individual they understand. Right. I do not want them to. Like, I'm trying to sell them anything extra or anything of the sort. No, all the pertinent information is in there. The services of when the payment is due, invoice, and all that information, termination process, mm -hmm. and all that is in there. Well, I know. Um, just want to jump. Want to want to want to jump into um, questions about entrepreneurship. So I know you said number of entrepreneurs on your dad's side of the family mm -hmm. and um something i wanted to ask about since you've become a business owner well even prior to you becoming a business owner did you did you recognize the importance then of black entrepreneurship because that's something that's a, a, a big topic i listen to a ton of podcasts right. i think i might listen to podcasts more than i listen to music mm -hmm. <laughs> but you Me know too, i'm just trying man. to see who else is out there with, with yeah, no, you know what's happening crazy. it's awesome but, podcasts out there too. but you know that's the topic I hear about often. The topic you see in the media, whether it's social media, mainstream media, you know what I mean. Just black entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. getting more black businesses out here, uh, supporting black businesses. Did you did you recognize that importance prior to starting a business? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, I actually never been so proud to actually graduate from an HBCU mm -hmm. until like a lot of things like started to happen in the world, and where I said, you know, I'm so proud that I decided to to go. Um, I kind of always wanted to go to one and shout out to different world, you know, I, it <laughs> Absolutely. Was, was awesome. Hellman, Absolutely. What? Yeah. Huh? 
I could be super. And I was, like I said, I was raised in Montgomery County. Very diverse. You know, Friday night lights, house yeah. parties, like at mansions. That's mm. what my life was. Yeah, my cousin went to Bagruda, so I used to kick it with him. And People at Sherwood. Really like, yeah. yeah, that's up yonder. <laughs> that's really out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, um, so part of me wanted to experience my folks. Mm-hmm. You know, like just my own my own community. But no, when it comes to entrepreneurship, absolutely not. So as um, that's why it's actually so important to me. And it's so important to, I guess, be that role model mm-hmm. for <clears throat> my siblings and my cousins. So they know that it's possible. Yes. Because they see cousin Candace doing it. They see their sister, their big sister doing it. You set a standard. Right. And knowing that there's another way. You know, you can be as creative as you want. And you can still just do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And so as much as possible... You know, like I was, you know, I was down at my uncle's farm in Wingate, North Carolina, and my cousin Sydney was saying how they had like a grapes on the property, and a neighbor across yonder made her some <laughs> grape jelly with the grapes. I said, "Well, girl, I said you need to start your own jelly business." I said, "We're gonna call yeah. it Sydney Marie Jam, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get, we're gonna go to Walmart, and then we're gonna get." I was building on her whole business for her, and she's like, "We're gonna be like, but I'm 15, she's 15 now." <laughs> She's like, you can still do it. What? Look, somebody. (laughs) There's plenty of young people under the age of 18 who got full-on business. Like that one kid, he got the the cookie business. Corey's Cookies. Yes, yes. His mom is helping him run the whole thing, but he's the face. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's totally possible. I saw him on Ellen. I signed up for his newsletter because I just thought it was was just so great. Yeah. Lemonade, young lady and everything. It's it's never too young. And I'm like, someone in his family is going to start a business. Um, and it's because I, I think it's, it's fun, but mm-hmm. also it teaches you a lot. And um, I think as you raise your children, I think that's another creative way to teach them discipline, to teach them about finances, mm-hmm. right? Is saying, hey, like like Natasha, right? The mompreneur that, um, that I interviewed, her son, is, what is it called? Tyler's Chill Bears or something like that. It's something that you can eat, like a frozen you know snack or whatever. He's like, Four, and that's like his little business, and he understands he's going out with his mom. She's helping him. Yeah, he made like the newspaper in Charles, Charleston, South Carolina. Wow, it's the cutest thing. But what is what is that teaching him? Early now she's on. not saying like this is what you have to do, but it's teaching him decision making. Yes, because let me know, kids these days, they can't make a decision or saving themselves sometimes, and I think. You know, teaching them about just entrepreneurship. That it's just another, it's just another learn, way. And learn about finance early on yes. and everything. Cause and I think it'd be fun, a fun way to learn about finances. Because mm-hmm. uh, Dominique Broadway, I love her. She always speaks about, she always asks the question, what was your first, I guess, interaction with money? And I'm like, that it was a stressor. That's mm. what it was. Man, and that is, that's too real. That's what, and not that's a what tool, it is. What, and, right? it's, and it's nothing against, you know, my mom. She was a single mom. She did an excellent job at raising me. But no, she was a single parent, you know, had to pay for everything. I never wanted for anything. Mm-hmm. So yes, it was it was a stressor, you know. I need to make sure I do this, but I need to make sure that Candace has this. She wants this. She's, you know, in extracurricular activities, and she wants to go on this trip with her class. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? She wants the new clothes and the new shoes. And so that's what my introduction was. So I think it's also a nice, fun, creative way so that your children, their introduction to money, it's going to be how really, you know, it can work for them. Yes. Right? Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, as a publicist, how often you get the question, can you put me on? <laughs> <laughs> well. As in, like, just straight up, like, put me on, like, right now. <laughs> so many. So many. And, and, and in a way, that's why the, the agency 
was started as well because I'm just like like I said I'm being very brutally honest with this interview as I am with all interviews and um I would get those emails and I would send them to my PR girlfriends you know the ones that I trust and I would type into them what is life (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like please read below and so I got tired of like doing that and so that's why I said there's an issue right there's an issue that you feel that you can send me this email mm-hmm. and ask me this obscene, you know, question. Someone is not assisting you with right. just email one on one. You know, sending emails with no subject. What? <laughs> I'm surprised they even opened it. Right? Right. And, you know, hey, so my man's told me that I need a publicist. Uh he said I should contact you. So tell me what it is that you do. Like crickets. Like what you know they don't even know what they know and see that's the thing like you contact a financial advisor right you're already gonna know there's a reason why you're contacting them right, right? you feel that you need a need a there's a need that you need so pretty much you know what they can do do right. for you help absolutely you with your finances right uh get you you know with the right people to help build your debt or whatever bring it down and it's an insult it really is if you just look at it it's very much an insult because before you reach out to someone pertaining to their services you should know of how they're going to be able to assist you. Absolutely. And um, so I get a lot of those, even even to this day, um, but especially like in the beginning, because of course my focus was just music. Mm-hmm. And you have, oh, I want to be a rapper. I just want to do whatever. And it's just, <laughs> you know, and I think also, like I said, a lot of people just, they hear the word publicist a lot and they're like, well, I, I need one. And I'm like, you what know, I got to do to get on the radio? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so what does your music sound like I got a music video can you get this joint on uh, uh, Rap City <laughs> yeah like it's just it's just I, I want you know and I know we're kind of like laughing about this but I want everybody to you gotta laugh really to keep from be, crying right um, to be realistic yes to be realistic and know that these individuals that you are okay let me take that the majority of the talent that you're hearing on radio, you're seeing, you know, on movies, movie screens and on, on your TV, they have worked hard to get to where they are right now. It did not happen overnight uh, with Jay. I think he was like 27. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, with reasonable doubt. A lot of different people, any people that, you know, you truly do, you know, respect. I even think Nas, I feel, I don't think he even gets his, you know, uh, I guess his, because, you know, the acknowledgement that he should be receiving, you know, um, when it comes to the music industry and what he's done for he, the culture. He doesn't. Bro, and I, it's I, starting I, to happen. And I, I say that as him being my favorite rapper. You know what I mean? He he, he does, but he doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's starting. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's actually starting now. More so. I've seen him, like, more on the scene and people really, you know, understanding. Like, I think they have that course, right? Was it Harvard? Like, somewhere. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They have, like, about, a yeah. course right now. Um. But yeah. But Nas's, I mean, entrepreneurial ventures are crazy oh, too. A- Queensbridge Venture Partners, oh like some of the companies that he invested in early. Stuff. Look, so uh, his the shoe store that he opened up. Speaking in New York, of, like, so my one of my new favorite restaurants, and I've been off. I've been trying to get off the restaurant kick for because I just I've been eating out too much for way too long. I love but, it though, and I'm like, how do you find but that? Sweet Chick, two locations in New York, one in Brooklyn, one in Lower East Side. He's a part owner. Look, I haven't had chicken and waffles everywhere, mm-hmm. but 
wherever they've told you to go get chicken waffles, if they haven't told you to go to Sweet Chick, they 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 they're not good friends. They playing themselves. <laughs> like this is the best. You're I not did, a subject matter expert. I, you know look, what I'm look, man, <laughs> I look, yeah. and I don't even be not eating certified. fat shit like that. But that. <laughs> Chicken and wa- look, you've been, you been eating fat shit recently, right? Twice, just, I just did it twice. I just did twice. Don't, hey, don't, hey, don't. Wait, didn't you? You hey, had bro. that thing at the diet, at Dice, Monday. right? You got tofu, what's or what was it? Egg, no, no, cauliflower. It was cauliflower, but even that was still fat because it was deep fried on a donut, yeah, <laughs> on two glazed donut. You know what I mean? Oh shit, they got the Luther over there, man. Uh, I was just a like, vegan it Luther was really over there. good too. It's it's a it's a very rich sandwich, but nonetheless, sweet chick. But yeah, no, so definitely. A lot of a lot of the people, the major, a good majority of the people that we see that we are fans of, that we yeah. listen to, you know, even some of the newer folks, like they've worked very hard to get where they are. You know what yeah. I mean? And like as you said, it's definitely an insult. Yes. You know, what I mean? would you just come on like, yeah, man, you know, exactly. <laughs> and people see it. <laughs> not doing any research because again, and especially if I see that you email me from your iPhone, no, 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 isn't that's not it? You can use your iPhone to get onto your Safari. Or whatever, give it Android, whatever, get on your Google Chrome or whatever, and you can research what does a publicist do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's 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 no excuse anymore of you saying, well, I don't know what that, you know, what they can do, or even where to start. It's no excuse. You're being lazy, flat out. Flat out. And you're just you're being lazy. Absolutely. Everyone knows about Google. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you put that question in there. I just want to finish it for you. So you started your business in 2007, correct? And we're in 2017, and I think 2007 was also the official launch of Twitter. So we're 10 years down the road in terms of the maturation of social media. So how has that affected the the publicist game uh, for the the good and for the bad as well? Yeah, um, I think everybody kind of thinks they're a publicist. I think I you have thought, a lot of that I, just I in general. I thought that yeah. was early on, people. A lot of people. She I about was, to fire off them shots. I, I, I'm not firing shots. She might. She but might. I, I don't, I, you would know, though. Come no, on. Like, you've known each other like eight years. Because so. I, I remember, like, you know, look, I remember there was a time where, like, every time you turn around, you know, people, I'm a publicist. I'm a publicist. Now, I remember I had a, a, pub, a public relations position briefly, but I never called myself a publicist mm-hmm. because especially once I took that position, I was like, okay, is this what I really want to do? And much respect to my boss at the time who had been in it. She had been working within luxury and lifestyle um, brand PR for 10 years prior to me meeting her, Mm -hmm. you know, and I learned a lot, but I'm just like, much respect to the real publicists out here. I'm a, I'm a bow out, you know what I mean? But I was grateful for that experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like I said, I never called myself a publicist just because I was doing that. Right. You know? Um, So, yeah, no, social media, though, I think it just, because, I mean, I, we, I think we talked about it earlier. You put out what you want to put out, mm-hmm. what you want people to see, right? And so my whole thing is that, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm trying to tread lightly. <laughs> because it's, I'm not trying to, like, throw, you know, any shade, but there are individuals where they're in this industry over here, and because they have a lot of interaction with, like, talent, and certain things they're like, oh well, you know what? I can do. I can do this. I can become a publicist since I already. Since I'm in the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they think it's just one thing, and I'm like, it's it's not. And um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of research yeah. that yes. you have to do. Yes. Uh, for example, with the Black Alumni Networking Expo, 
uh, for this year. I just don't want to really zero in on DC, even though that's you know where it's going to be. Um, I'm we're expanding the outreach to like Philly, to New York, to you know the North, you know to the Carolinas, uh, to Delaware. Why? Because those are areas you can just get in your car, you can just drive. Yeah, to. within a mm-hmm. four, there may be four hour driving come, distance. You know, from the West Coast over here for the experience. Right. But we're gonna expand that outreach. So what does that mean? like dealing with seven cities that I really want to like put my hands on mm-hmm. and I would love to at least get one TV interview in all of those markets I would love to do that if I can get five that would be great right and you have to do the research yes whether it's me tapping into someone who's in you know in Charlotte and saying hey this is what we're doing seven hour drive I think would be great because what you have a lot of colleges in North Carolina oh yeah it would make this- sense for us the to most Spanish, state with know. the most colleges yeah, is North Carolina. It would make right? sense for us to so therefore I know you don't have a lot of black alumni there. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's, you know, stretch it down there even, you know, to Raleigh. That's like five hours. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the research. I need to tap tap into the markets there, but also I just need to get on Google and <laughs> Google media outlets in Raleigh, media outlets in, in Philly and everything. It's 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 research. And so I think a lot of people just think it's just, you know, Putting this, having this event that you're publicizing and putting the putting the flyer, you know, out, which is which is great, but it's so so much that 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 goes on behind the scenes that no one no one knows. Press release, the sending out the pitches, mm-hmm. is your pitch, you know, top notch? Is it really straight to the point? Are you providing those three to four bullet points of where you're basically doing the work for them? You can send this great great idea of what your client is doing. But now you don't even have different angles of yeah. why they should even cover it, right? Right. right. So some people don't even, you know, know that. It's just, hi, you know, I have so-and-so that, you know, I would love for them to come on your show. And it's like, to talk about what? What What are they here for? <laughs> yeah. But really. And so it's a lot that goes into it. And so that's, so social media, so that's like a downfall of it. Um, something that is great about social media is it makes it easier, I think, to, to follow uh, to get in contact with the reporters. Like, let's say on Washington Post, right? If you go to Washington Post online, they now have it. Whoever wrote that article, if you, like, hover over their name on the left side, has their email address. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. I no longer have to cold call, whatever. But, hey, don't shy away from cold calling either. I still do that. Especially when it comes to newsrooms, if I need a producer's information. The producer information of the uh, morning news <clears throat> is not going to be out there. You're going to have to call the news, the news station. And you may have to call them at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> because that's when they're there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and I think, you know, but I, it makes it a lot easier to get in contact with people, um, far as like, you know, in that, in that PR world, but definitely a downfall. It's just everybody thinking, thinking that they can do it. Right. Well, you know, I love social media a lot for, and, and, and not, you know, because necessarily because, you know, it's a, place to find and make a lot of great connections and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I love it because it gives me a lot of material <laughs> to troll. I troll for the objective people of the world. Um, <laughs> and uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on a, a, a one of the more recent hashtags. You know, I haven't had the opportunity to ask a woman about this mm-hmm. um, on the show, but what are your thoughts on the men are trash hashtag? Um, I didn't even know that that was a hashtag. What? <laughs> no. For real? No. That's okay. the game they play. It's ridiculous. Y'all. Good. What are they saying? Good. That's actually good. Uh, so basically, men are trash. <sighs> this is horrible. How, really? How, <laughs> no, really. I, but this is wrong with it. But go, go, yeah. go ahead, just tell me. Okay. So basically, the men. Okay. So you are aware that there is a a growing and know this to any 
Yeah, you feminist got a disclaimer this. Listening to the show, none of my friends who are feminists, none of that. But I have to break it down. So there's a there's a there's a there's a a growing uh 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 movement among feminists i'm i'm a, i know i'm a botch this but i'm gonna just say it there's a growing movement among feminists within social media which is good because you know they they can use that to build community just like other people have mm -hmm. you know what i mean but within that there's been a lot of pointing out of just like how men do a lot of fuck shit you know what i mean and whether it's just you know um they're talking about whether they're talking about patriarchy or trying to keep women down or just thinking that they own women and just Cat think, calling uh, domestic uh, violence. You know, okay. Yeah, all of these okay. different things, you know. And, you know, you've got so that's where the men are trash hashtag came from. And okay. so within that, you know, you, you search that on Twitter and you'll okay. see what you find. I haven't really seen it lately, but for like a good it's, it's coming back. Okay. So you see a lot of just things from like women and men who are just like, you know, on the side of men are trash. And then you have the the guy's like, well, not all men. And so that's become a hashtag. Hashtag not all men. And it's just like, this shit is oh, fucking crazy. <laughs> this wow. is, do y'all go outside today? Get off the internet. <laughs> go get yeah. a life. As a, as a publicist and somebody who knows branding, like, like you take men are trash, right? Which can even easily. Though, even even, even, a, even a, a, a young woman, young black woman. I don't know if she made the shirt. But she wore a shirt. I guess she took a picture. Like she was at. She, she was about she, to go she, to a day party. Made, or something. She sold units off of that. I mean, trash men are trash. Hashtag men are trash. I'm just like you gonna go outside to the function. But from with that a, a marketing and getting your point across standpoint, I think mm -hmm. it's like a double edged sword for like men are trash or Black Lives Matter, right? If you dig mm -hmm. down into what the hashtags are actually talking about, it's like yo, this is real shit. But then the way that the hashtags are worded also comes with a. Well, that's easy to kind of brush to the side because, right. you know, it's it's not 100% factual. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, so there's it's, a counterpoint that can easily be said. There's an all lives matter or not all men, you right. know, like. So here's my question with that. Men are trash. Um, is this directed towards black men? Uh, I think it, I, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to say I don't want to get the origins messed up. It, it, I, was, I, I see it mostly. I mean, but I, I follow most right. Do, it's, it seems like it's mostly directed towards black men. But because yeah. then you got the whole conversation like black men are the the white supremacist. Of, I've seen that white supremacist. Of the black. It's like, y'all got. To I mean, go it's, out. A, it's a great rebrand. of, got of niggas go, ain't shit. Right? Y'all got to go outside. <laughs> niggas, man. They, we've been saying niggas ain't shit for years. Look, you know this, what I'm saying? This, so, this is this is my what I say. Women, y'all should just clap back because men ain't going to stop talking shit. So y'all clap back and say how men, you know, you know, got. You know, dog. Women run shit. Hairlines. Women run <laughs> shit. Like... And let me say this. You know, of course. You know, me being a woman. What happened to that man in his life to even get him to that point dog, of where know. he is disrespecting women or whatever, right? And I just, I don't know. I'm so against like this whole hashtag. You know, men are trash, and especially if it's pertaining to black men. And it's because we're we've never been in a world right now where it's so frustrating and confusing to be a black man. Mm -hmm. So to have that going on, where it sounds like something that started in the urban community of men are trash. <laughs> you know, someone can debate me, or you can 
Twitter me about it or tweet me about it or whatever, but it sounds like something. Um, and it's because I think we always are wanting to down our men and not find out what the underlying issue is of why they're acting that way, mm-hmm. of why they don't respect women. I'm not condoning it at all, but there's always a reason why someone is doing something, right? And so, again, I think it's people that want to continue to being part of the problem rather than wanting to be a part of the solution, mm. right? So if you feel men are trash, how are you going to fix it? Are you going to create a conversation about it? Are you going to do an open letter about it? Are you going to pitch it to someone? You know what I mean? Like, that's me personally. I just, I just have a huge problem with that, especially when it comes from, from women. It's just a great deal of infighting amongst uh, sub-communities oh, and communities man. in general since Trump became president. Yes. Not to yeah. use that as a scapegoat, well, but that just, just changed the, yeah. you know, the overall vibe of the of the country, especially for black folks, you know, yeah. with the, you know, so. Yeah, 45, I would never say his name. 45 is very, you know, interesting. <laughs> people laugh at me, but I'm like, nope. No, nah, it's a lot of people won't say his name. I, I don't have a problem saying Trump, but, you I'm know, like, no. like, but <laughs> he, <laughs> I always say he represents all the, the, the bad, all the bad, all the negative stereotypes yes. wrapped into one person. Yep. It's just like, dang, man, like, mm-hmm. How does that even work? You know what I mean? It was crazy. I remember I was watching something. Um, remember uh, when CNN did those like series about the different decades, the 60s, mm-hmm. the 70s, the 80s. So when mm-hmm. they did the one in the 80s, I was watching that and they had um the guy, um, Robin, what's his name from uh, 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 um, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Oh, he, 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 he went and interviewed um, Donald Trump. This was in the 80s. He uh-huh. went to Trump Tower in New York, interviewed him. And it was just like, this is a completely different man mm. from what we saw in The Apprentice to now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he, mm. he even asked him the question. It's like, they had their little, you know, deadpan humor going on in these mm-hmm. series, too. They like, he asked him, like, yes, yeah, so would you ever be, would you ever run for president? He was like, no, no, I'd never run for president. He was like, very calm and soft spoken. Mm. It's just like, mm. what? <laughs> it's a very different man. Who got in your ear? What, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know? It worked. It's crazy. So, um, a couple more questions for you. Um, uh-huh. I don't know which one I want to ask you first. I'll ask you this one, then we'll end on something even lighter than this. Um, how do you view or value your influence? Because you are an influencer. You've, you, you've made an impact on a number of movements, lives, people's careers, you know, people, I, I definitely would say, you know, when people think of publicists based in the D.C. area, you know, you, you come up in that conversation, especially as it relates to, like, creative, mm-hmm. the creative world, arts and entertainment. You know what I mean? So how do you, how do you view your or value your influence? Um, I value very much so. Um, I, but I also think that sometimes I forget about my influence. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just I do Candace. the same thing. Yeah. I do the same I'm thing. I'm just Candace. <laughs> and um, it's not until I get into certain spaces and they're like, Oh, Kate is in the building. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? okay, it's official now. You're here, and I'm just like, I'm just here. Have a good time. <laughs> I'm supporting, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and I, I, I realize now that you know when I make a d- decision that I'm going out to someone's event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I hate to even say that, but it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a big deal, but I know it makes a difference if I'm there. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's just because, well, you should know that. If you walk into it and you hugging everybody in there and they're like talking to you like, so how's how's your mom? How's your dad? And how's yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. You know you have some type of influence. So mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but I do. I am. Um, it's very humbling. Um, and it's because, like I said, I'm I'm just me. You know, I've I've been at events where I've had like lines of people of like, you know, young women wanting to talk to me. And I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> but again, they're like, I just appreciate you being authentic and wanting to assist. And I'm like, because like I didn't I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in college, like all these panels that happen now, that didn't happen when like what, 10 years, what, 12 years when I was like in the thick of like at Morgan. That's not what was going on. We mm-hmm. had our courses. You had your, you know, the organizations, you know, on campus. But it definitely wasn't like all these panels, uh, special guest speakers that are, that's just the norm now. Yeah. Like yeah. in high elementary, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the norm. So if, if I can be that, if I can tell you about this is what I did, so don't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> if I can make your, you know, your transition a little bit more smooth, then that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me, you know. 10 years of course i've had a lot of accomplishments within the 10 years but yeah i've done a lot in 10 years but if i can assist you and you can do it in five then that makes me feel good right that, I mean, that you could, you, could re, you could rewrite rewrite the saying you know it takes 10 years to become an overnight success you know no really but that's that's a thing on i've i've read a couple of different years but really on average like eight to ten mm-hmm. is where someone is gonna have that bang you're gonna be like where did they come from yeah oh but what were they doing years right. before that? Like that's what you got. We been here, <laughs> yeah. like Fetty Wap. You know, a lot of people they're like, yeah, he's just having a great year. I'm like, well, let's talk about those years before this. Mm-hmm. He's doing these demos. He's going to people's houses. Mm-hmm. He was going to New York or whatever. You know, he was doing trying to get his music heard. If he was going down south, I have no idea. That's what I'm more you know interested in. Yeah. Um, but with my influence, I it's it it does it means a lot to me. Like like I said, I do forget about it, but it's 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 humbling and. But it, it feels good, you know, I very big on faith and I have, you know, asked God with anything that I wanted him to, to use me as a vessel. I truly believe, you know, me being on earth is, is to inspire others, is to let you know that you can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going through some stuff. You're going to go through some stuff, too. But at the end of, you know, your situation, your storm, there will be light. Absolutely. And then you'll more so understand, and it's your duty mm-hmm. to want to share that with someone else. Yes. So they can, so they can get through it. That's how I view it. I view it. People sometimes don't want to talk about their stories. They feel like it's embarrassing, and I'm like, no, like, you know, whoever you know you praise to, they gave that to you, so you can go through it. You can figure out why you ended up going through that. So it is your duty to share it. You know, when you're ready, but. For you to share it and so you can inspire others because mm-hmm. there's someone else going to that very same thing maybe a little bit more deeper than you okay yeah well i, I um heard listening to uh one of the uh, podcasts you were on you said you uh you love trap music yes who are you listening to right now? <laughs> who are you listening to? I, I'm, I would love to know who Candace Nicole is listening to in, the, in the trap music world I listen to my Pandora a lot so I actually have like the trap radio station on there mm-hmm. but my go-to one is jeezy <laughs> okay the jeezy um radio but okay. i love guys okay. Cla- classic, classic trap classic yeah trap. but migos okay you know okay. I, I rock out to them like, modern hard, trap like, yeah future yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but like I, I like the migos though migos has definitely they surprised that i don't think anybody thought they was going to be here after versace let me tell you because <laughs> <Facts. laughs> i sure didn't <laughs> they're a case study 
really? a case study. Okay. Um, Future is a case study. I didn't think you, I didn't think Future that, would get to this Tony, point. That's Tony Montana. I was like, get this off. Uh, right now. <laughs> I went to um when they did the um DTLR, yeah, at, yeah. At, at, uh, um, at um what is it bar um, seven bar seven I was there I was there I was just... and I said what what do I with him Tony Montana <laughs> Tony <laughs> Montana like what is he saying <laughs> and that was like the beginning of mumble rap like what is this nigga saying right, I was right. like right. what is going on with life for real yeah. um but you know what I think what was it maybe like two years like after that homie resurface and like has been consecutive wins yeah you know what i mean even um, switched it up on us with hendrix yeah, yeah. just like right. i didn't know you could do that <laughs> a lot of people you really think about it you're like you know what you really did have a glow up mm -hmm. but migos let me tell you they international like they had the met gala what right. like do you understand like like for the culture for real like, yes for the culture that type of stuff that that's epic right there mm -hmm. to me right. that's really epic it was epic to see them on atlanta with with Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, just yep. to see yeah, all of that, just, man. Just some great, some great, some great things. Real happening. collaboration. Um, but I am your Yo Gotti, Jeezy type of type yeah. of girl. No, uh, yeah. no Kodak Black Tunnel Vision. You ain't absolutely gonna... not. Were you into like Three Six Mafia <laughs> when you was in high school? Yeah, yep. I sure was. Hypnotize mine. Should not have mind. been um listening to that type <laughs> of music. But definitely, you know, I, in all the records that yeah. were like, hey, I, I we, should we, not. We were all listening to I should <laughs> not have been. Like, because, you know, you know, I'm 33 and I'm listening. I'm like, what? what? This, I, I was I was <laughs> listening to this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my, what? I should not have been saying that when I was, when I was younger. Um, and to be honest, like Bone Thugs, to me, Bone thugs, listening to them yeah. now, I'm like, I was like, this was like. Some that other kind of like shit, early, yeah. Like, trap stuff with some of their yeah. some of their records. Yeah. That that um, was the, that was the beginning, at least in the, I don't know I could be wrong, but like that melodic, yeah, being yes, on the they, forefront they, of it. You know, melodic people don't rap. give them like their Dizzy Bone either, and man. Crazy and all them. They no. they wish they they need that credit. Crazy. They and they was they was talking some real gangster shit yeah. on there, yes. but they was just like singing. They were out just of, fresh like, out of right? Cleveland. It was from Cleveland. It was a melody, you know. E1999, let me tell you something. Yeah. The most classic. Yes, East 99 record. is oh definitely. Oh my gosh. Yes. The most classic. Okay, but yeah. But yeah, I, I love Trap. Okay. And I love God. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a meme out Shout there. out I to think God. It was like, I love, what, what, what's I love two, Trap what, music. What, what's 2 Chainz' uh, new album, Pretty Girls Pretty Like girls Trap like Music? Trap yes. Music. <laughs> you know, I, look, I, I think it's coming to the Fillmore. I was like, I might, might have to be at that show. Might have to frequent. You know, I'll walk up the street over no. that one. You might, you might catch a contact in there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so what's next for Candace Nicole? Uh, there's a lot. You know, I, I share a lot, but... um. There's a lot I don't share, so it's like be more interested in what I'm not sharing. Okay, mm. what's um, in a stash? You know, it's, what, what what can you speak on? That's 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 coming up. Um, I mean, it's just really pertaining to you know to my clients from okay. you know Black Alumni Networking Expo. I do have some things you know rolling out with uh, Women Who Hustle. Okay. So we're going to launch in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do it like late August. I'm just going to have like a, a meet and greet. I'm going to uh, partner with another like, you know, women's uh, network in Charlotte. And because I want to start doing some things in Queen City. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really, really great city. And um, we have an event series that we're going to, that we have partnered uh, with the life coach here um, in the D.C. area. And we're going to take that on the road. I don't want to. And so we have like our first date solidified. I don't want to like share the name or anything. Mm -hmm. Um 
but yeah, it's, it's going to serve, you know, the women, I think, you know, greatly and they're going to, to love the event. So that's what I have going on is the women who hustle really continue to, to build that brand. And with Candace Nicole PR <clears throat> wanting to bring in, you know, just different clientele, whether it's lifestyle, small business, you know, health, beauty, uh, you know, fashion. Yeah, I was going to um, ask, are you still accepting new clients? <clears throat> yeah, no, I definitely am. And any any events, like I said, I love doing like Y'all hear that? PR. She's still accepting new clients. So when y'all come, come correct. Step yes. your shit up. And <laughs> know, know and know what you need. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Have your plan. Send, send an in-depth email. Yes. People don't do that. They're like these two-liners. I can't, I literally can't tell you anything. I have no idea what you even want to discuss. Mm -hmm. You may want to discuss something that I totally don't want to, you know, handle. It's So it's, it's a lot of different different things. But with anything, if you're approaching anyone about any type of service, you should know what it is that, that you're interested in. Absolutely. That you should know what your needs are. If it's something pertaining to your business, it's your business. Right. So you should know what, what you, you need, need from, from a publicist. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so... Run down your links, social media, website, all that mm -hmm. where people can find out more about you if they're not already following you. Candace Nicole PR. Candace Nicole PR. <laughs> no, I mean Candace Nicole PR dot com. <laughs> literally, like it's Candace Nicole PR is Candace with an I, C A N D I C E, Nicole PR. Um, you know, for you know, any ladies who are interested or men, because we have men that follow us on um Women Who Hustle. It's at Women Who Hustle, you know, as it's you know, how it sounds, that's how it's spelled. So you can find me if you just forget everything. Just Google Candace Nicole PR. You'll find me on there. <laughs> she comes up on the first page. Lots of listings. Candace Nicole, thank you so much you. for joining us this evening. This is awesome. Thank you. The All the Fly Kids show is powered by Fairground Creative Media and is recorded at the Innovator Studio inside Impact Hub, located in the Penn Quarter section of downtown D.C. Engineered by Backpack Matt and Ryan Gordon and produced by Geronimo Knows, me. You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and Spreaker. Tell a friend and pay it forward.